ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower. You, your ancestors no. came on the Mayflower. No, no, no. You no. are descended no, 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 from no. one of the 101 people who sailed on the Mayflower. Oof. That's a little bit too much <laughs> to deal with right now. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you may have descended from people who laid... Never. The foundation. Never. For this country. <laughs> never. Never. All right. In case you didn't know who that was, and welcome back. That is Angela Davis. She was once one of the uh, top ten FBI most wanted people in the United States. Give you a little background on her. She kind of gained some notoriety in 1969 when she was fired from her position as a lecturer in philosophy. Uh, at University of California in Los Angeles because of her political activism and declared affiliation with the Communist Party. Davis sued and got her position back, but then left UCLA when her contract expired in 1970. In the same year, she became involved in a campaign to liberate the so-called Soledad brothers, three prisoners accused of the murder of a prison guard at California State Prison. The killing had occurred three days after another guard shot and killed three black prisoners during a riot. She herself was arrested in 1970, which is what put her, what got her on the top 10 list for the FBI for the kidnapping and murders growing out of an armed seizure of a Marion County courthouse in California. What happened there was on August 7th, uh, Jackson burst into a courthouse in Marion County, California, where Judge Harold J. Haley presided over an assault trial. The Associated Press reported that Jackson carried a bowling bag filled with weapons and distributed them to the three convicts on trial and to their uh, two of the witnesses that were there. The armed men took Judge Haley and four other people hostages and marched them into a small van in the park. A lot of authorities alleged that Jackson intended to trade the hostages for the Soledad prisoners. The police exchanged fire with the abductors as they attempted to flee, and four people were killed in the shootout. The judge, two of the prisoners, and Jackson. Okay, so I know you're thinking to yourself right now, Joe, what's the point? What's the point? What's the, what we, where are we going with this? This is where we're going with this. The opening audio, she found out that she is descendants of people that arrived here on the Mayflower. Remember, if you arrived on the Mayflower, you were not part of a slave ship. The fact that she was riding with the passengers on the Mayflower means that her descendants were not slaves coming here to the United States. Why is that a problem for her? She is an activist. She has been an activist her entire life. She is also a person that screams for reparations. Well, she just got some not so good news that if you dig a little bit deeper into your past, you may find out that even though you want reparations, you're going to have to pay for them and you're going to be paying with the rest of the people that own slaves because obviously since you were a passenger, potentially you were a slave owner yourself, or at least it's in your bloodline. So that's going to go against everything that she stands for and the narrative that she is currently pushing. That is why I bring this up, is reparations, which is a ongoing conversation that they're having in Congress and localities and, and states and even in the uh, government, the federal government, uh, it's important to understand how complex, we just talked about a complex issue yesterday, how complex this issue is, that you would have to literally track down everybody's lineage and see who actually owns slaves in the United States? Because it's going to be a very small percentage. It's going to probably be 7 to 8% of people in the United States today actually owned a slave. 
You got the majority of people that have never owned a slave. You're going to have the majority of families that are here that have never been slaves, at least not in this United States. And then to further complicate the issue, then you're going to have to decide, and then you're going to have to figure out of the people that own slaves, how many are black versus how many are white versus how many are Hispanic or any other nationality. Once you get that number intact, then that percentage of people are going to pay reparations. I mean, shouldn't that be the way that if you actually believed in this nonsense, it should work, but that's not really what they want. They just want a, a hand me out. They, they want a freebie. They want a check from the government. They think Uncle Sam can print unlimited money, collect taxes, and they're owed that because of times that have uh, passed. These people that are calling for that in most cases today had never has certainly have never been a slave. And a lot of these, this younger generation doesn't even know what segregation was because to get back to segregation times, you're going to need, you need people that are boomer age. You need people that are in their, in their early sixties and older to get to where they would even remember that. And that was a very small portion of their life before that was changed as well. But we need reparations. I just like to point these things out when they come along. When I see something like this, it just proves the point of how messy this is. And this is just a way that they're trying to get the government to pay out in favor one particular side over the other. When I grew up, at least for me, us growing up, we didn't care about color. You know, we saw people for people. Uh, if you were a jackass, you're a jackass. And you could be a jackass of any color. That, that meant nothing. You could be any gender. You could be a jackass. And you got treated as such. Okay. Uh, beyond that, we didn't care about color. You know, people were dating whoever they wanted to be with. Nobody cared. Everybody was cool. If you're cool, you're cool. It didn't matter. We were the first generation, at least that I can see, that truly uh, went by the words of Martin Luther King of seeing somebody for the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. We were that first generation uh, coming up. Uh, after all that messiness had been worked out and we were going in a really positive direction. It was very normal. Everybody was happy. Everybody got along. Everybody could joke with each other. Life was good. And now the the federal government, specifically the left, is trying to drive another racial wedge between people and they're to me, they're very successful at it. Because nothing pokes at people's emotions more than, you know, sex gender, race, uh, finances, and they know all the buttons to push. You know, they know if you're, if it's class warfare and you're poor and you're looking at the rich, you're, they got a button to push there to get you angry. They know if you're a certain color that they can push a button and get you angry with the other colors. They just, they know how to do these things so well. They have fine tuned this. They are experts at this and that's what they've been doing. One of the ways that they drive a wedge between us is reparations. Because you have people like myself that see it for what it is. This is just uh, a talking point to piss everybody off. You're going to make the blacks feel like anybody that's against reparations is a racist. Instead of looking at it logically and saying to yourself, did that person ever own a slave? Should they be paying you reparations? First and foremost, was your family lineage ever enslaved? They They don't even, that's... The furthest thought from their mind, it's all about the government should give me some money because of my skin color and you're standing in the way. So you're a racist because I should be getting paid every month to do nothing for no reason, because God knows you're probably have never even your family bloodlines never even been a slave and I've never even owned a slave, but yet we should be paying you. 
At that point, I'm sure we could find something about each race individually in the United States that you could say what, there was an injustice done and we should all be getting reparations. And then we can keep moving towards that nice socialist utopia that everybody thinks is going to be so great until it's not. Like I said, I just wanted to point it out because to me, it's important that you shine lights on these things. She was stunned. She couldn't believe it. Oh my God, this is going to hurt my whole outlook. This is going to, everything that I stand for is going to crumble around me. My uh, fame of being this activist and how I get all the praise from the left and yeah, go you Angela. Okay. That's all going to come to an end. If people figure out that, oh crap, I might have actually owned other black people and now I'm up here like a moron yelling and screaming that we need reparations while I hope you're the first one to pull out your uh, your checkbook and start writing out checks to people. All right, changing pace here. Some more damaging news for female sports. Uh, J.C. Cooper, a transgender athlete, won a discrimination case against U.S. powerlifting uh, this week after the Federation banned him from competing in female events. With Cooper's victory comes the mandate that the Federation cease and desist from all unfair discriminatory practices because of sexual orientation or and gender ideology. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, The organization must revise its policy related to those issues within two weeks, meaning that trans athletes will be able to compete in women's category uh, after they had previously been banned. So you had some people there that were trying to keep some sanity within competition, you're going to have men that are going to go out there, again, bigger, stronger, faster, that are going to destroy any of these female power uh, lifting athletes that literally work night and day to become as strong as they are and really accomplish something big. You're going to have a guy come and snatch it away with ease. Uh, Cooper filed the complaint in 2019 with the Minnesota Department of Human Rights, alleging the organization violated the state's Human Rights Act by banning him and other trans athletes from competing in female competitions. He then filed a lawsuit against the USA Powerlifting in state court in 2021. I was fed up, this is what he said, and I quote, I was fed up with the way that I was being treated. I was fed up with the way that my community was being treated and enough was enough, end quote. The U.S. powerlifting will consider an appeal on the ruling and in their statement, and I quote, was our position has been aimed at the balancing the needs of cis and transgender women whose capacities differ significantly in purely strength sports. U.S. powerlifting president Larry Molly said in a statement, however, the court cited increased risk of depression and suicide, lack of access to coaching and practice facilities, or other performance suppression common to transgenders person as competitive disadvantages for transgender competitors. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, did you ever think that some of these issues that they're citing here that they potentially could or could not have um, may have nothing to do with lifting weights at all and could just be issues that you are having as a person? I mean, depression and suicide as a power lifter? Yeah, I don't, I don't see too many of that. And you forget, I am from that somewhat that world I didn't do powerlifting but strong man and see all these guys I don't I don't see a lot of depression I I do see guys get upset when you don't win they're not depressed about it they just got to go back to the gym and work even harder to achieve the goal they're trying to achieve so if you're having problems with depression at least 
that might have something to do with just your state of mind. Uh, you might want to check into some of the medication that they have you on to achieve your personal goal of trying to feminine yourself or masculine yourself up. Maybe that's one of the side effects there, but that would be considered an unnatural side effect, at least from what I've seen and experienced in my life um, in weightlifting. Lack of access to coaching and practice facilities. Uh, call me crazy, but you're allowed to go to any gym in the world that you want to go to. You pay a monthly fee and you go in there and work out. I don't understand what lack of facilities you have. I mean, I'm struggling to understand that. Uh, Most everybody I know, you either go to a gym or you create your own gym that's tailored exactly to what you do. And by create your own, I mean, maybe you rent a little warehouse space and you have all your powerlifting stuff in there and you're doing your own thing. So I don't know what lack of access to coaching or private facilities looks like. I'm sure there are plenty just because there are, everybody has a different opinion. I'm sure there are pl- plenty of liberal weightlifters or people that'll be all in it for you that can coach you. So I think that that's just bull crap all in itself there as well. And other performance suppression common to transgender athletes. What are the other common suppressions to transgender athletes that give them uh, that they give them a disadvantage as a competitor? Because as far as I can tell, you're a man competing against women. To me, it looks like you have the advantage. I don't see any disadvantage, but I definitely see a lot of advantage there because you are already lifting weights, bigger, stronger, faster. I'm going to assume. Call me crazy here, but. These, all these types of categories, they don't test for testosterone. Okay. As as open as I can be here. They don't test for testosterone and they don't test if you're using steroids in bodybuilding and strongman in powerlifting. They don't test for any of that stuff. Whether you knew that or you don't know that, that's fine. Now, you know, so are they using since you're already a man and it's already in your body, I would assume that it's not a problem if testosterone's in your body because they don't test for it anyway. So they're not looking for it. So now you're a man that's feminining up or trying to give the appearance of being feminine, but yet you're using the hormone that you create in your own body anyways that your body's going to respond very well to because genetically you are a man, which is going to give you a massive advantage over these athletes. Point of case. According to Open Powerlifting, Cooper last competed at the 2022 AMP Classic Open Nationals in Texas, where he finished in third place out of three competitors in his division. Okay. Cooper twice competed against a lone competitor, Rebecca Richnowski, in the women's raw, 198 pounds plus open category in 2019, winning both times. In 2019, the USPA National Championship He finished in fourth out of four competitors in that category. Now, what that tells me is you sucked as a power lifter in the men's division. You assumed that you could move yourself over to the women's division and you can call yourself a transgender and you may be able to have some success there. I mean, we see this, at least that's that's the way I view a lot of these things. You're jumping ship to go to a lot of these. You don't see the, the thing is you don't see women doing it, right? You only see the men jumping ship from the men's sports and they're trying to infect and infiltrate the women's sports. But you don't see the reverse of that. Do you ever see a woman that's turning into a man go, uh, nah, yeah, I'm going in there. I'm, I'm going to compete as a man in boxing. 
Now I'm going to compete as a man in weightlifting. I'm going to, I'm going to compete as a man in football. Do you ever see that? I don't. You ever wonder why that is? <laughs> yeah. Bigger, stronger, faster, right? It's always the men who end up going into the women's sports. So the way I view it is you were not able to be the best. You were probably <laughs> insignificant in the, your sport of choice. So to give yourself some notoriety to make yourself feel better, you decide I'm going to feminine up and I'm going to go play in a girl sports where I'm going to destroy everybody in there. And I'm going to finally be able to say, I'm number one, I'm number one. That's what I see because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. You know, again, I, I, I don't care. You do whatever you want to do in your personal life. I, I don't really care. I really don't. What I care about is I care about all these women and girls that try so hard for these accomplishments that they get, they, they, they're, they're killing themselves. They're working nonstop. They have dreams that they're trying to go after and it gets snatched away by somebody who shouldn't be there in the first place. If they want to make it so even, so these girls are not always having to give up their titles, why don't they create a transgender class? Then all the little boys who are playing dress up as little girls can all play together and vice versa. Then the girls can go play as men together. This way, if you win in your category and you're the best, then jump up and down and say you're the best. No problem. And then the girls can compete with biological girls and they can be the best. And then boys compete with biological boys and they can be the best. And then the girls that dress up as boys can play in their little section there. And then if they're the best, then they can be the best. But in this woke world, it's not about making it even, you know, it's not about making it equal. Equal would be, you have your own classification, No, it's always about equity. No, no, no. We don't care about women. We're going to put these guys in there. And if they beat everybody and they destroy every woman that has ever held a record in the history of this planet, then so be it. And then, you know, I've said this a million times, but then men will be better women than everything, including being women, which makes no sense. Where are all the women's groups? That's what what we should all be asking ourselves. Where are all of the uh, Me Too ladies at? Where are you at? Obviously... It's not about women to you either. You just don't give a damn. All right. And uh, climate change. You know, it's, it's always a good thing. You know, all this green energy we got going on. You got to love green energy. Green energy has so many benefits. So many. I mean, it's, it's amazing the benefits you get from them. Uh, unless you're not. There is a new and disturbing trend as whales are showing up dead up and down the East Coast. Some say the push for offshore wind farms has disrupted their habitat. And now several mayors in New Jersey are calling for an immediate halt to the offshore wind farm development to study the possible impact. One of them's with me now, Paul Canitra, uh, is the mayor of Point Pleasant Beach in New Jersey. And Paul, good morning to you and thank you uh, for your time today. I just want to show our, our viewers a map of the area we're talking about. This is where the offshore wind farms were approved and where the whale populations are most popular by my count we've had eight uh between new jersey and long island here in new york what's going on mayor hey bill it's great to be back on with you yeah in in a normal year of the jersey shore coast and in the tri-state area we have one two maybe three whale deaths uh since they started doing uh the sonar testing which uh started in december we've had eight whale deaths off our coast and uh, that seems a lot more than a coincidence to us now 
the federal administration and federal scientists are saying that it's blunt trauma, a lot of these, and that they're uh, obviously related to boat strikes is how they're trying to position this. But whales, as we all know, use echo sonar location to navigate. And there's some real concerns about, is this messing with that ability? And that's what's actually causing the boat strikes. It's too much to be a coincidence. And just as I asked where the women's groups were, where are all your environmentalists? Where are all your groups there trying to protect the animals? Where are they at? You got these wind farms, they're using sonar, which as he just said, whales use that to navigate. Is it causing confusion? Do they not know which direction they're going into? Is it causing them to run into things because they can't figure out? You know, you're, you're interfering with their natural pattern and their natural way of doing things. Are they running into things and injuring themselves? Or are they just going the wrong way and beaching themselves? Where are all the environmental groups? I thought this green energy is supposed to be so good for the planet. You're going to wipe all the whales out. You think that's good for the planet? Just further evidence that we need better technology. Wind farms out in the middle of the ocean is not the right technology. In my opinion, if it's killing whales at four times the rate, because he said they usually have one to two, so we'll give them two. If he says they're up to eight, that's four times right now. I would say that that's probably not the best place for a wind farm. I would say that that technology probably shouldn't be put into the water. You better find a better place for it. But, you know, that would require you doing some deforesting. And then, again, you're going to disrupt natural habitats for animals. Where are all of these groups at? Does nobody care at all? Is it all political? I mean, I know this is a rhetorical question. I know it is. Because if they cared, they'd be out there. Right now, you'd see people marching and telling them they need to shut it down and whatnot. Like, what's happening in Georgia right now? They're building a training facility for police officers up in Georgia right now. And you got people coming out and they're burning down the heavy equipment and they're saying that that, that area that they're trying to put this training center up uh, it shouldn't go up. It's controversial because of the, it was an incident last year. And I think you remember where um, one of the protesters was shooting at police officers. Police officers returned fire and killed them. So now all the uh, extreme lefties don't want them to build it there because you know, whatever their reason is that it's a, it's a, a negative training facility, and that's where they're training white supremacists. God knows what the hell they're going to say. But point is, where are the people out there disrupting them from putting this in the ocean? Where are the people protesting? I'm not. I'm certainly not telling you to go to burn down another person's equipment. That's not what I'm saying. But where are at least marching the streets with your signs? Where are they out there? Why aren't they causing a ruckus? Why aren't they getting all the news uh, uh, media outlets involved? Where are they at? Oh, that's right, because it doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah, it's funny how that works, you know, just like with the powerlifting stuff and this. It's just funny how all of it ties together that if if it doesn't fit what they need it to fit and it goes against what they're trying to sell you, then we're just going to ignore it. Yeah, and we're just going to not pay no mind to it and pretend like it didn't happen. That's, that's what we're going to do. Omission. We're not going to say anything about it. It is what it is. It happened. Uh, well, whales are dying. They're dying. Just try to cover it up. Make it make it not look like it's a problem. We're going to make it look like a small problem, even though it's a very large problem. We're going to make it look like a small problem. The left has an agenda. They're implementing their agenda. If you are so caught up in your political beliefs, if you're so hardcore 
in what you believe or if you just are a denier that no, they would never do that because you just know that you may never do that. Your party has left you. That is exactly what they're doing. They're moving and marching forward with their agenda. Their agenda is globalization of the world, a one world government. They are the ones in charge and you are the one on the bottom. When I say you, that's all of us. It's an all-inclusive you because that's all of us on the bottom. If they truly cared about what they try to sell you that they care about, you would be seeing it. You know, actions prove. What do they always say? Actions speak louder than words. Actions, are they're not taking any. They're not speaking louder than any words. Right now, anybody that's putting any, or dropping any words on the subject are being silenced. Because God forbid, they don't want you to see all this stuff. They don't want you to become uh, informed and then make a good informed decision and realize, hey, you know what? I can't support these people anymore. They're crazy. I got to go the other way. It's a shame. All right. That's it. (laughs) We're done. We're done here. Thanks for coming. Pick up a lollipop on the way out. We're done for today. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. Beyond that, have a beautiful Tuesday. We'll do it again tomorrow.